thank God. We thank God for who he is. Amen. And I think we're having a little difficulty. Uh, I had some things to kind of let that will be displayed. But to God be the glory. Just thinking this week about what Jesus did for us. And um, as I was going through this week, uh, actually the week prior, I went, was blessed to go to a concert. And I heard this song, and it was saying, I am redeemed. And it just resonated within me. The words that the, uh, the artist was singing and everything, it was just, and I heard it on the radio, don't get me wrong, but it was just something about how that particular night, just looking at the words and listening to it, it just stuck with me. And I was like, redeemed. You know, we go around saying our redeemed, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We sing about it. But what is it, does it, is it really resonating with us what we're saying when we're saying we're, we're redeemed, amen? And just letting that sit this week and just kind of letting that marinate within me, you know, I was just thinking um, how sometimes we look at life and everything and we go through things in our lives and sometimes before we know it, we're in some crisis or some uncomfortable positions or whatnot. But even at that, when we're in a relationship with Christ, and I, this is okay, I'll talk from my own experience. Those things that sometimes are going around us, it could cause you, if you're not careful, to question who you really are. And at times when you're going through those little difficult, those hard places, sometimes those dry places, um, it will cause you to waver in your faith. But then thinking about redemption and what Christ did for us on that cross, it hit me this week. I'm like, okay, God, we're redeemed. Why should we go around in a stuck mode <laughs> or an existing mode? Oh, I'm just surviving. I'm just here surviving. You know, if nothing else, I'm surviving through the week or whatever. But God purposefully sent his son to do a work that we couldn't do for ourselves. Amen? And it started way back when, in, when Adam and Eve made some bad decisions. And because of what happened way back then, it affects us even to this day. And here we are. Like I said, Resurrection Sunday was last Sunday. And remembering, and we should not just celebrate that just this time of year or this season, but daily that should be a reminder within us of what God's love looks like toward us. And in conversations this week, thinking about redemption and being redeemed, a song also came to me. It says, I am a Christian. Do you know what it means? It means I'm far from perfect, simply redeemed. You know, no, I don't have it all together. I have issues, I have flaws, but within me, I am reassured that I have a loving God, a risen Christ, and because of their love for me, I am redeemed. And in the conversation, just thinking about the word deem, because deem, and then you have redeem, and you know what deem is just saying, that's the way people view you or, or, or a view of anything or how they consider it, how they suppose it, how they esteem it. And in my mind, as I was just, just letting this marinate some, in the process, I've, it's like some flood of memories just came back to me. And I remember growing up, I, I, my mom, I was my mom's only child, 
my dad, I knew of him, but I you know, knew his family. My mom made sure his family knew me or whatever. All I knew as a child, smaller, was that my dad decided to be with his wife, and he denied me. So all of that, that hit me this week, and I was like, wow, where they come from? But it was like I realized I had never really communicated it. You know what I'm saying? You know how you go through things, but you kind of forget it. You just keep on moving. You go through life, and you keep on moving. And But then it's like the Lord, uh, or through the experience, I could feel the emotions that came with that. And I'm like, whoa, it's just like, wow. It just kind of it just kind of took over. And I was like, but later I remember growing up as a teenager, I, it was a song called Love Child Never Meant to Be or whatever. And so I liked the little song, right? So I go to my mom saying, Mom, was I a love child? And she said, no. <laughs> so what a heartbreak. I wasn't even a love child. Here I am, know my daddy's family, go see my grandma, his mama, his father would come see me. I even knew his uncle, my great uncle, would come visit me, but not to know my father. <laughs> I knew him by name. I knew what people told me about him, but I didn't know him. And so I said, well, what happened? You know, what, how did this happen? She said, your daddy broke up, well, was separated from his wife, and I, my fiance broke up with me. So here you are. <laughs> so, so that was like, you know, like a little blow. Okay, so, but... The world deemed me as illegitimate, you know, misgotten, bastard, you know, I'm not, you know, but because of the circumstance, I came in to be. And when I was younger, that really did get to me. I, I remember, and then it's like I was saying, the emotions came to me, I was like, that abandonment, you know, and, and over through my life, I was like, whoa, what did I do, you know, or whatnot. And so in saying that, it just, like I said, I had to communicate it and, and, and just kind of, you know, let it be. But I was like, God, my father chose to stay away, but I'm thankful you didn't. I look back over my life, and I felt like when I was younger, I had missed out on so much because I would hear boys and girls in the classroom talking about their mom and dad and what they did over the weekend. I didn't have that story to tell. And I didn't realize how it affected me until I would break out in webs. And so my mom took me to the doctor, and they were like, we don't know what's going on with her. But by the time they came back in, the whips that came up, they said it's her emotions, you know. And so I was like, okay. So I, I learned, you know, just listening, that stuff, you know, back then would hurt or whatnot. And then when I would be around family, oh, that's Roger's daughter. That's, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like a, not a real identity, you know, for me. But I thank God. Even through, you know, being deemed in that time in the 70s, especially nowadays, it's prevalent. But deemed, you know, all of that, that I was misgotten, or not, I didn't come the legal way, per se. But I'm here, amen. And I thank God because a few years back, I was listening to William Murphy, and I think the song was, I Know Why I'm Here. And he was sharing his own pers uh, personal testimony in it. And it just, I mean, seriously, it just, our tears begin to flow as I listen to him sing about how God said to him, you know, in his situation was different. And he, but he said, he looked at it because he was considered illegitimate as well. But because of God said, don't even worry about that label. I created you to worship and glorify me. He was even told him, 
I made, created you for the nations, to bless the nations. And you, as you know, his ministry, you know, it is bless the nations. But I'm like, you know, but just to listen to him that he understood where I had been. But now here we are down the road and realizing I look back, God, you've been there the whole time in my life. You set people all along in those different seasons, in those different places in my life to encourage me, to love on me, to teach me about you. So in all, in essence, what seemed to have been maybe a, a rough start, I thank God that he can turn it around for the good. And as I got older and I got a chance to spend time with one of my brothers, from that marriage that my, my father was in, that he went back to the wife with afterwards, he was telling me, sis, you ended up the best one out of us. He said, you thought you might have missed out something with dad, but you really did. He, and here he was experiencing anger because of the things he saw. So, you know, in a nutshell, what I'm just trying to say is, it doesn't matter where we begin. God can use even those places, what can seem like misery, and turn it around for the good. And in essence, just thinking about redemption. And then um, being redeemed. I looked it up. In the Greek, there were some words um, that was talking about being, sometimes to some degree, being um, purchased, like at a marketplace. Also like a buying bag, but there was also one that said to be released from, from sin, basically. So as I read the scripture, which would be coming from Ephesians 1, and I'm going to start off in the NIV. Paul, an apostle of Christ, Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to just say something right here. And um, he called them faithful. He referred to the people in Ephesus as faithful. When I saw that, it just kind of leaped out at me. He didn't say perfect. He just said faithful. And I don't know, but for me, that means so much. Because sometimes it would seem like, or you may feel like, dog, I, I just seem like I can't, you know, I'm striving. But I thank God for his grace and his mercy. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, faithful. And I remember, I wasn't here when the message went forth, but I remember people posting about the message of basically frustrated but faithful. So even in the midst of what we're going through, sometimes we can be frustrated because life is life. Things are going to happen. But we can still remain faithful in knowing and resting in who God is and, and, and trusting him through it all. Verse 3, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace 
that he lavished on us with our wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. And I also wanted to kind of, I like the way the Living Bible said it, so if you just want to listen, that's fine. Um, and with the Living Bible, I want to start at 6. Now all praise to God for his wonderful kindness to us and his favor that he has poured out upon us because we long to his, I'm sorry, belong to his dearly loved son. So overflowing is his kindness toward us that he took away all our sins through the blood of his son by whom we are saved. And he has showered down upon us the richness of his grace for how well he understands us and knows what is best for us at all times. God has told us his secret reason for sending Christ, a plan he decided on in mercy long ago. And this was his purpose, that when the time is right, we will get, he will gather us all together from wherever we are in heaven and on earth to be with him in Christ forever. Moreover, because of what Christ has done, we have become gifts to God that he delights in. For as part of God's sovereign plan, we were chosen from the beginning to be his. And all things happened just as he decided long ago. God's purpose is this, was that we should praise God and give glory for, to him for doing these mighty things for us who were the first to trust in Christ. And just in reading that, that actual whole uh, chapter in Ephesians is very encouraging. So if you ever get a chance, just kind of read all of it. Is I read the whole thing, and it was very encouraging when I read it to me. But in this text, we're seeing blessings and uh, spiritually and heavenly that God has provided for us. And this was a choice, you know, that Christ made basically to do that. To, to be that sacrifice that we needed for our, our mistakes and our, our misdeeds and our wrongdoings and our inappropriate behavior at times. He chose to do this. And God, it was said in Scripture that even before time, God had already purposed this. And like I was saying, even though I, my, my beginnings wasn't the magical story and the enchanted thing or whatever, God's story is what matters. <laughs> and even the fall separated us from God. But through Jesus, now that separation is no longer. It's on us. Now because of what he did, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. All we have to do is, you know, be receptive to allowing him to come into our lives and we've been made clean. We've been renewed. Whatever we did is no longer. He doesn't even remember it. And I love, uh, even through this text, it's telling us that we were chosen. He chose each of us. It ain't just about me. We all were chosen, even from the beginning, for the plan he had in store for us. And there are privileges and rights that we now have because of what Jesus did for us. And I guess for me standing here, I just want to encourage you not to forfeit that. I was in conversation this week thinking about this also. And just like, if we call ourselves redeemed, why are we walking around in bondage? Why do we 
go around with our heads down. God had to, over the years, had to talk to me because I always said, well, Lord, I'm the least of them. You know, I'm not this, I'm not that. I was comparing myself with other people. But God had to keep talking to me and said, Vanessa, but I love the way you are designed, the way I created you. You just be you right now. That's all that matters. Everybody's different. We all have talents. We all have gifts. They differ. But the same God gave them to each of us. What we do with them is up to us. Just like receiving this gift of redemption, it is up to us as individuals. Do we want bondage or do we want freedom? The choice is ours. Amen? It says through what he did, he pardoned our sins. And pretty much what he created us for was to glorify him, was to lift him up, was to praise and give honor to him through our lives. And we have the constant reminder. I don't know about for you, but there are times even when I pray, when I'm just in, 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 just in thought or whatever, when I can see him on that cross, I wasn't there. But sometimes I imagine myself there. We've seen depictions on TV, video clips or whatnot. But to actually witness that, I can't even phantom. But the bit I can imagine, it just does nothing but humble me. It, it causes a, a feeling of, oh, my goodness, you love me that much that you would do, it, do everything within your power by sending your son. And I love how, as uh, the word of God says, but uh, Pastor Anthony, he often um, says it, that the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. I love that, that, that visual. The word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. When Jesus came on the scene, it was purposeful. When he died, it was purposeful. It was for our purpose, for his glory, but he had us in mind, individually and all of us. Through this truth, we can walk in freedom. We, that is the good news. J Jesus came. He walked this earth. I mean, I don't know about for you, but even through the things I may go through, realizing he's there means so much. And realizing because he did, my father, my savior, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, I have all of them having my back in the midst of it all. And I just want to encourage you, just hold on to that truth. No matter what it seems like sometimes. When you've accepted him, you have all the benefits. You have the authority within you. But it's up to you to utilize it. It's up to you to keep that constant reminder of who he is and his purpose for your life. There is happiness that we can experience in this world. And as, as Pastor Anthony's often said, it ain't so much what we're looking forward to on the other side and getting to heaven and rejoicing over that. But even on this side, because of the redemptive work Christ has done, we are able to thrive in God. And I was sharing with my brother this week how I had me a new hashtag, and I put determined to live in thrive mode. I don't have to go around with my head hanging down. He is the lifter of my head. <laughs> it took me a while to find, figure that out, 
But he kept talking to me. He kept letting me know, hey, it's because of who I am in you. And if you find yourself wavering, even through those situations, don't go through identity crisis. Been there too. Our identity is in him. Remember the redemptive work Christ has done for you. Stay encouraged in who God is and what he has in store. Every day is not a bed of roses. I ain't going to lie to you. But there is an assurance within you when you're in relationship with him that he's got me. And sometimes the mind want to go, the mind want to worry or whatever, but God has me covered in the midst of it all. God lavishly loved us, and in the word it even said that. Throughout the world, we see his confirmation of the word and also his love for us. Pretty much sum it up, the Bible shows forth his love to us from Genesis to Revelation. And as I was saying, we don't have to walk around and vanish anymore. And I remember a song we did a while back. It says, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And I don't know about you, but fear used to cripple me. And at times, I had to override fear now and just walk by faith. But because I know the freedom I have in Christ, it's not on my own ability that I can, but I rest in the risen king. Amen? So think about the song. We say, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. We are freed. I don't want to just sing that. I want to live that. And I want to encourage you to live that within your lives. In your daily walk, live in freedom. Free from the lies Satan tells you. Free from your past. If it's your inadequacies that want to pop up at times and get the best of you. Freedom from that. If it's generational curses, that doesn't have to be your story. That may have happened generations before you. And it's going to visit you. But you decide your fate with that. Amen? Even from the mistakes that you've made, you can be free from it and live in freedom. And even at times, I've known even times of just in, you know, personal walk and everything, when there's dysfunction or it seems like brokenness is all around you, that thing, if, you, if you're not careful, it'll try to overtake you. But we have power in the redemptive work of Christ that even though dysfunction and brokenness is around me, I don't have to walk in dysfunction. I don't have to walk in brokenness because of who Christ is. And greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. So as I was saying earlier, stay encouraged. Whatever you're going through, whatever situation you may be going through. And at times, if you're not careful, it would overwhelm you. And at those times, I was like, God... Help me to be sensitive to you rather than sensitive to the situation. Because if I'm sensitive to the situation rather than God, I'm going to be moved. I don't want to be moved. Because if the greater one's within me, why am I allowing it to move me? We have power through the redemptive work of Christ. Think about it. He paid a price. And I can't get into the logistics of, as Pastor Anthony asked us one time, who do you pay the price to? But he paid a price for us. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice that we couldn't do for ourselves because of the love. If nothing else is in, encourages you today, that love that God had for each of us, let that continue to encourage you. 
Let that continue to just stay on the forefront of your mind. I am loved by God. And I'll never forget years ago, and I don't know if I ever shared this with you all, but I've talked about it before. I had a friend, she's passed on. And she always would tell me, tell me, Ness, whenever you realize how God, how much God loves you, you it's gonna blow your mind. She said, whenever you really realize, and even now in realizing how much she loves me, and it's not just me, how much she loves each of us. I go through my day sometimes resting in that love, the knowledge of the love he has for me. It carries me through. Even in times of, of obstacles and turmoil around me, I am loved by God. And I know growing up for me, love was a big thing. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to know I was loved. I wanted to be reassured of that. And I think sometimes as grown-ups, we may want to feel that now, that we're loved. And I had to get to a point in my life, God, I thank you that I know I'm loved by you. People are not perfect, but God is. His love for us is perfect. So be encouraged, my brothers and sisters, that God's redemptive work has been done. A price we didn't even have to pay for the wrongs, our flaws, our imperfections. He already did it for us. It's just up to us to accept it, and to walk in it. And if we do, we can walk in freedom.